Warning, wrestling POV Global is not suitable for all ages. Viewer discretion is advised. This is Javier Oist. I wrote, write for ProWrestlingStories.com, and you're listening to WPOV Global. Wrestling POV Global Black and Yellow Brand. It's your point of view on the global stand. From north to south to east to west, they got you covered like a blanket, but I digress from elite to elite to the hot topic. AEW Impact New Japan, they got it. Have you laughing so hard? Have your belly aching? Hurt any different? I'm sure you're mistaken. Hey fans, welcome to another edition of WPOV Quarantine. I'm your host, the legend T. James Logan. With me, my regular co-host, the gentleman, Elio Canella. And here. Oh yeah, sorry, look at me cutting you off. I'm just so excited <laughs> to be on the show today. How you doing, Elio? I'm good. You know what? Uh, we don't have Andy with us this week. He's off, uh, he's off on vacation. Uh, that's what I'm going to say. He's on vacation. He's... Uh, Hiding out from the COVID, he's uh, getting a tan, he's kicking ropes everywhere he can find, he's getting ready for his return. But in his place, and you know what, he may be the third wheel at another show, but he's a third wheel for us too. We are talking yeah. about <laughs> the third wheel, Rick Serrano the third. Rick, how you hey, doing, Hey, people. Well, let me tell you something. First of all, first of all, you said that we were on recipe will be quarantine. Now, this is a quarantine episode. I have to charge you two times the amount. Did I say quarantine? Am I that excited? And <laughs> I said quarantine? Folks, you know what? Ignore the legend at the moment. This is WPOV Global. Oh, my yes! We Okay, folks, we had this week, as you're hearing this show, we have an extremely busy week of quarantine where we're doing two or three episodes in a row this week because yeah. we had some stuff in, and obviously quarantine stuck in my head this is global where we talk aew where we talk about uh uh some some hot topics some delete elite sort of stuff sorry i you know what you're right rick i deserve <laughs> i deserve a slap in the face there welcome to global okay yeah let's just get global. into it let's get into it because obviously i've been sniffing glue or something terrible <laughs> but i have um, to say something tj yes. about 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 the show global i have to say you guys yeah. been doing a great job but the guy that sings the song he's amazing like where do you guys got that guy to sing the song it's just a great job he's doing well, a great job i'm gonna say this is i like the song but i love the song he does for the other show way better i mean That's this show true. song's okay but that other show man i wish he put that effort into our show and better lyrics i don't who do we complain to oh wow well, we'll get to, you know what? I hear the president might be dump, jumping on later on doing some AEW uh, stuff with us in the second half. So maybe Interesting. we'll talk to him. But uh, no, nah, uh, I love our new theme song. J- just the same as I love our T-shirts. We'll get into those later, man. We got a beautiful new design for T-shirt. That, that stuff is crack, man. I love it, okay? So let's talk Elite Delete. This yes. week, our topic of Elite Delete. Uh, wow. I When I seen the numbers in this, and we'll get over them. I, I'm not sure what to say, but today's Elite Delete, we're looking at the one-time leader of the Dark Order. Now he's one of the minions of the Dark Order. Uh, we're talking about Evil Uno, okay? And uh, I'm going to start off with Rick. Rick, is Evil Uno elite or delete, in your opinion, and why? Evil Uno is 100% elite for me. I enjoy him. I've enjoyed him since the beginning. I've enjoyed the Dark Order from the beginning i just don't know i i love the whole culty aspect they had 
whatever happened to that guy, the blonde haired guy that was like, welcome to the dark water. That guy was awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The kind of host dude that yeah, used to show yeah. up on films. Yeah, they just uh-huh. kind of ripped that guy off. Yeah, but Evil Uno, getting back to Evil Uno, Evil Uno lost a lot of weight. He's in the great shape now. He's his wrestling has been him and Stu Grayson working together have been amazing. I don't understand why John Silver is getting pushed over Evil Uno. I I don't see that. I don't see it. What John Silver has that Evil Uno doesn't. At least Evil oh, Uno has character. Charisma. It's called charisma. Well, well no, I disagree with that. <laughs> Just, I, I Johnny Hungy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. It doesn't make sense to me. But Evil Uno, on the other hand, he got the hand behind the back. It reminds me of the old school European guys like Stephen Regal, like William Regal, yeah, and Walter and all that stuff. Really enjoy that. I love the mask. It's very different. It's one of the most unique masks we've ever seen. Um, and I yeah. really enjoy him as a character altogether. So, yeah, 100% for me, he's elite. Okay. And you know what, folks? I realized we did a disservice there. We mispronounced his name. We should have said, Papa. Okay, so <laughs> um, all right. before I get into my uh, elite delete, uh, Elio, how are you reading uh, Evil Uno? Okay, so when we first saw the Dark Order, I wasn't feeling uh, this like the group, but I did like the whole cult aspect thing and uh, the, um, the vignettes were cut, especially when they were doing the recruiting, mm-hmm. especially the one with the Alex Reynolds in the, whole, the, hotel. In the hotel on this TV. Yeah. But um, Evil Uno, uh, yeah, when I first saw him, I didn't get it. But um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Elite. So I, I see like what Rick's saying with the whole look and the mannerisms. Okay. And yeah, okay. I'm, I'm right there with him because uh, Johnny Hunky. Uh, every time I hear that. You know Andy's going to slap you in the face when you <laughs> Dissing his boy. That is like, his favorite wrestler. I said, I said, I hate when he, he says Johnny Hunky. I like, I just can't. Like every okay. time he says that, I cringe. Um, <laughs> Johnny Hunky, <Hungie, yeah. laughs> yeah. It's not like a bad leprechaun. All right, I'm going to go with delete because wow. I, for me, here's my problems with Evil Uno. Okay, um, the beginning of Dark Order. Sure, they did a few things where they did the cult joining things that were slightly cool, but he never came across as interesting or believable. He came across as a, a fat dude who with with terrible gear and a mask that belongs in like a BDSM movie, not on your <laughs> not on your wrestling program. It's unique, yes, Rick. It is unique because most people hide it in dungeons or in their bedrooms. So yeah, you don't see it on television. I get that. All he needs is a ball gag, and he's got the whole you know thing going. Um, yes, he lost weight, and he does look physically a little better, but he still has the shitty gear. And I felt like his charisma has really dropped from what he was trying to do. He, you know, when he was the leader, he had the charisma and he was pushing it. Now that he's just one of many guys, and let's face it, the Dark Order's got like, I don't know, 712 members and none of them get title shots and none of them do, they rarely wrestle anymore. They just come out and run away bad guys. Um, I think he's lost in the pack. He's sort of like how Colt Cabana, who's just sort of like, is just a name yeah. now a faceless name in the crowd. I got a problem with uh, Dark Order and that is they need to start getting things done. They need an identity and without it right now, 
Evil Uno is just another dude with a goofy mask hanging out and a bunch of goofy guys doing goofy vignettes. None of them wrestle. None of them seem credible anymore. And uh, I think they really, he needs some kind of retooling. And let's face it, dude, you've been in AEW now for what, two years? Yep. Buy some better gear, especially when you're in better shape because the gear you're using reads indie low budget wrestling all over it. And I'm not cool with that. I believe if you're going to make it to the big leagues, they're paying you money, get some gear. You need, if you're, if you're wrestling and wrestling, uh, what is it like? If you're, if you're wearing only kick pads and running shoes, well, you better be the young bucks. And that's part of your gimmick because it's ridiculous and cheap and, and you need to do better. You just need to do better. I'm sorry. Uh, let's, let's see how the uh, fans voted. Elio, just put on the old uh, Googleator uh, 2000. That's our new. We upgraded our computer this week. The uh, Googleator. Yeah, you, did you downgrade it from 3000? Yeah, okay. I'll admit it. I couldn't afford the 3000. <laughs> okay, so, so, shut yeah, up, man. Who's, whose side are you on, man? <laughs> it's Elite Delete Elio next week, and me and Andy are going to decide. <laughs> I'll do up the graphics right after the show. I'll do up the graphics. <laughs> Geez, that guy's fighting hard for his job. All righty. What, what does the Googleator say? Okay, so we have 88% saying elite. Well, 12% went with delete. Huh. Wow. That reminds me of a saying that Rick Serrano III is very, very prolific with on WPOV wrestling. I believe it's, uh, you can help me finish this one. Interesting yet. But interesting. Ah, <laughs> That's my feet off. No wonder Tony won't be you for the night. <laughs> Why didn't we get the puppet? Couldn't we brought the puppet out of retirement? At least, at least that guy knows what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> All right, I'm going to read two quick, uh, two quick comments here. We got one from uh, Vernon Hampton who says, The Dark Order is a goofy gimmick with no aim. End it. Okay, well, wow. that's not really the question, though. I mean, yeah. we're talking about Evil Uno. Okay. Yes, yes, uh, Elio? Is that what you're asking? Thank you. Okay, and it's this here. Mickey Holmes says, The Dark Order is one of the best things going right now. They are over. Push them. I guess if Evil Uno has multiple personalities, he's them. Okay. But you see what it is, man. It seems like... There are people, I mean, it was 88% elite, but yeah. it does also seem like people are divided where it's just like you either flush the, the dark water or you push the dark water. And honestly, the dark water, they need to re- be revamped. Get rid of yeah. um, Adam Page, move on from him, go back to get that blonde guy back and be like, this is not what the dark water was about. The dark water is about, and just like do a Star Trek. Was it Star Trek with the, uh, William Shatner, I yes. am here to tell you that this is not what the Dark Order was about. Well, I have heard a slight rumor, and this is just rumors, and I'm not a great rumor mongers as you guys, but I've heard that the, there was people thinking that maybe Braun Strowman could come in and lead the Dark Order. Would that be a... Uh, what, what do you see that as? I mean, he wouldn't be uh, obviously doing his get these hands crap, and he wouldn't be running around doing a choo-choo train. But could you repackage that dude into being a... Because, I mean, he's imposingly big. I mean, let's face it. The guys in AEW aren't the tallest wrestlers in the world. He's no, going to look like a... True. Look how Brody Lee looked like he was, like, in, yeah. you know, in Gulliver's Travels. And I, <laughs> I, I think yes. maybe he might have the same effect with Braun Strowman. What do you honestly think, though? Do you think Braun could at least lead Braun cannot talk his way out of a paper bag 
Mm. How is he going to lead anybody? Stop he putting your mouth all over the microphone. That too. You want to get these hands over here? <laughs> he sounds like the giant Muppet from the Muppets. <laughs> well, it ha- it's good to be a Muppet if you're in the Muppets. But yes, I see what you're saying. <laughs> um, we did actually have some more comments. Roberto ooh, Echeverria. Is that, is that how you'd say that? Uh, delete only if they're fighting as a tag team, then they should be pushed. So he's saying, okay. yeah, he's good as a tag team. And, and is that because, like I said, that maybe, you know, Grayson kind of makes yeah. it a little more interesting? Uh, Sir, Sergio Martinez says, dude can wrestle and good antics and has good and uh, got good antics. Okay. And he can wrestle. I, I'm yeah. not sure about the antics part. I don't think I agree, but obviously Rick does. Yes, and I we mean- have two Alan Dean and Guy w- Wagshed say elite. So, yes. People are leaning towards a little bit of love for this guy. And uh, last comment of the day, Ryan Joy says, at least let him have his TNA title shot first. TNA? Or TNT. TNT. (laughs) Uh, This is the episode where TJ just gets everything wrong. (laughs) (laughs) This is the episode people realize this guy doesn't watch anything. He just added a script. (laughs) What's the name of the show? We're gonna keep it on the graphics. I want this week's graphic to have global, then an X through it, and a tiny circle <laughs> quarantine, then an X, and then global again. The okay, name sorry. episode is insert name here. Like... Insert name. <laughs> ah, I deserve that too. I deserve that too. All right, so uh I guess though people are leaning towards there's some love there. I don't know if it's love for the dark order because I just can't imagine there are people really care that much about this guy, but 88% of you say that. So as much as I can protest, I'm going to have to go with the flow because that's a, that's a pretty big number. If 88% of you say that, I guess I should try and readjust my, at least the way I look at Uno. Next, here's a one that is an interesting question. Um, Is Don Callis an asset to AEW? We've been seeing this guy a lot since he came in from uh, TNA. He uh, he's uh, been part of the big push for Kenny Omega to rise to the top. We see him, we hear him. He comes out every time Omega or some of the top guys are out there. He's on the mic, uh, directing his things. But here's the question: Does he contribute anything for what he does, or does he not contribute something? And I'll start off with Elio. Elio, do you feel Don Callis contributes? to the well-being of the show or is he just really not that important and he doesn't really do anything for it? no he, he he's just there to push uh, his guys omega and the young bucks okay but isn't that the role of any manager is to push their guys yeah yeah but i'm just, uh, i like he's he's just there for them and the rest of the time you know after that he just disappears for the rest of the show so you think overall, though, he doesn't contribute no, anything he doesn't to really the show? Do, okay. he doesn't really do anything. All right, Rick, I'm going to let you take you, that. You know, as a manager myself, I feel like he's doing the job of a heel manager. Mm-hmm. I think where Elio is trying to get at is that he's not doing that great of a job in doing it. Um, okay. The young books can speak for themselves. Omega can try. He's been trying to speak for himself. But Don Callis, I'm – on the opposite end of it all, I feel like is there for Don Callis. Don mm-hmm. Callis is trying to push himself. And I think that's where Elio's trying to get at is that he's not there for his guys. Like he's managing them. He's pushing his guys, 
But at the end of it all, he's there for himself. And now, TJ, before you make your thing, if you would read the comments from this one fan, because I'm going to go off. So I just want you to read the comments so I can go off on this person. And this is from BKC Creech, right? Yes, the egregious comment okay. that this person made about Don Callis. Go ahead. Okay. And, and, and I want to also say, after I read this comment, that Andy, who's still quite a bit of ways, saw this as we were passing this information back and forth and texted a giant, this is false. He was very angry at this, <laughs> just like I believe Rick is. All right. BKC Creech says, I think it reminds me of Bobby Heenan in old WWE days. Always trying to get heat for his wrestlers. The brain really helped Andre the Giant as a heel versus Hogan. He's basically doing the same for Omega and the Bucks, and AEW is using that to market their talent. Callis is doing well. His guys got the championship belts by hook or crook. It's working. The only thing I want to say is BKC Creech, please, please invest in some punctuation. It took me a few seconds to figure out this whole run on sentence, but yes, I, I get your point. I can tell you right now, during while you were reading that the whole time, Elio was giving this guy the finger the whole time. He just double burdened it the whole time. This okay. was the most egregious ass of nine, ass of ten, ass of eleven kind of fucking statement I've ever heard. Bobby the Brain Heenan and Don Callis in the same sentence. Are you kidding me? Bobby the Brain Heenan is the greatest manager to ever walk on this earth, in this universe. He's the greatest manager of all time. Not only could he get heat on himself, but he got heat for his guys. He made sure his guys got the heat first. Don Callis is there for Don Callis. And you can tell he's not the weasel. He's a scumbag, but he's not a weasel like Bobby DeBray Heaton is. Bobby okay. DeBray Heaton, this guy, listen, man, listen to the show more often so you can get, get it through your head that Don Callis is shit. No one likes Don Callis. Come on, man. Okay, you know what? Um, I had a very uh, set opinion about what I was going to say. And I really started thinking about this. And I'm going to say that BKC Creech, um, he influenced me here and made me think a little harder. Um, Yes, Bobby Heenan is a beloved manager in the history of wrestling. However, back in the 80s and the late 70s, he was a piece of shit that everyone hated. That was his job. Just like Don Callis, you hated his guts. You wanted someone yeah. to... He wasn't the beloved like Lou Albano, who's the goofy... No, he was a douchebag, just like Don Callis, who was there for his own things. I can think back to many times being a youth, watching Bobby Heenan, thinking, man, this guy's a dick. All he cares about okay. is himself. Why doesn't his guy see that? I got that too. And then I realized, I felt like you guys do, like Don Callis comes across as that. But then I realized, that's his job. He yep. wants you to hate him so much that maybe someday, just like Heenan, someone is going to get their moment or their 30 seconds or two minutes in the ring with him, and everyone's going to tune in and watch it. And as much as I'm, he, he has a personality that in reality, if that's who he is, I think I'd hate his guts. Yeah. But I think he does the job of being the guy you want to direct your anger, your fury. Part of you thinks, man, Maybe Omega wouldn't be such an asshole if this guy wasn't around. And then you stop and you go, that's the job he's supposed to do. He's supposed to be the uncompromising asshole that you hate. There's not supposed to be anything you like about him. Because if you liked him, then it makes it harder later if you want to make Kenny Omega a hero 
if his manager is likable, it takes away from how Omega could change. But if Omega's manager is a total asshat, and then Omega starts acting more human, then you get the, oh, if you could just get them away, if you could get Omega away from Callus, Omega might not be that bad of a dude. So that's how he has a chance to really become okay. a real hero. So guys, I'm sorry to argue about it or disagree with it, but he does play the role. He makes me hate him. He makes me see that he's a bag of shit, but he makes me believe it. He makes me think that this is a dude in there. And I think that's what he's supposed to do. So I'm going to say he's an asset because he is making me hate him for real. I don't see him and go, like when you, sometimes you go to an indie show and you see a wrestler yeah. and you see their manager and the manager plays the role and you boom. But afterwards you guys are hanging out going, Hey, that was kind of cool. You did that. Oh, thanks man. No, he looks like the kind of guys like, Oh, I want to fucking wait outside with a knife and stabbed on yeah. when he comes by. And I think that's what we need more back in wrestling. People who are believable, bad guys who aren't kissing ass, you know, yeah. chief, he's been on our show many times. He insults a, a little girl. We had that scenario. You insult a little girl. She's crying in the front row. Uh, the, the promoter says, well, I want you to go over after and apologize to him. He's like, no, I'm a fucking bad guy. I don't apologize to shit. You know, I do bad stuff, and that's the way I play it. When I'm at home, I'm a nice guy. But when I'm in wrestling or I'm backstage or I'm behind the building, I'm a dick. Don't approach me because I'm the bad guy. That makes you hate him more and invest in real wrestling. And I think yeah. that's lost this day. And you know what? Uh, TJ, I think you're absolutely right. I think you almost changed my mind. I'm not man enough to admit that I'm wrong, but I am man enough to admit that Elio was wrong. So <laughs> Elio was definitely... <laughs> Elio, damn you, man. <laughs> God, I love you, Rick. <laughs> I think you might have a bit of apology there to uh, BKC Creech, however. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm not there yet. I'm not there okay. yet. It's coming, bro. It's coming. <laughs> All right. So last thing we're going to talk about before we go to our break and go into AEW stuff. Oh, well, you know well the overall, the, the number, the Google, Google Hind oh. thing you have. Oh, I never received uh, any It was numbers, split. 50-50. It was split. 50-50. 50-50. Okay. Awesome. Sorry, I didn't get the numbers on my console. 50-50. Um, so that tells you that there are people who are getting it. You know? Yeah. And like, let's face it. It doesn't matter in the end if he really is a good guy or bad guy. If he makes you really hate, if he makes you really hate him, he's doing the job. The only thing that fails, if you turn on the TV and you're like, you get the X-Pac thing, it's like, oh, I'm turning the channel. Don Callis bores me. If he bores you, he's failed. If you hate him, think he's a douchebag scum that you don't want, like, you want to run him over your car, that dude is doing his job. Yeah. Okay. All right. So... 50-50. 50-50. All right. We'll have to see how this plays out in the future. Maybe this will be something we'll visit down in a couple months or six months down the line and see how people are still feeling about it. Um, one of the things we want to talk about really quickly before we go to the commercial break uh, is uh, New Japan. Now, this year, New Japan, I believe it was at Wrestle Kingdom that uh, Will Ospreay captured. Maybe it wasn't Wrestle Kingdom, but right around that time, he captured uh, the... The IWGP belt, one of the most prestigious belts in the world. It was cool to see a smaller guy like Osprey. I mean, he had been in their junior heavyweight division for quite a long time. He finally rose up to the heavyweights, uh, wins the belt. Totally different kind of wrestler to be champion for New Japan. I mean, this is a guy who's all aerial and stunt and and showmanship. You don't really see that whole package in, in, in you know, 
in uh, New Japan, either you're one or the other, either you're a really good wrestler or you're all smoke and mirrors. You rarely get to see guys who do it together. So it was an interesting way and a new direction. However, along the way during this COVID thing, Will Ospreay was injured. Injured enough that he had to relinquish the belt, meaning it was a serious enough injury that they couldn't go on and wait for him to come back. So they have a kind of a mini kind of tournament sort of deal where they had wrestlers kind of competing to finally get up there, culminating in Dominion this weekend, where we seen uh, Kazuchika Okada, who's considered probably one of the best wrestlers in the world and probably for the last 10 years, taking on a wrestler who me and Elio had become really big fans over the last little while of Shingo Takagi. Now, Takagi... Yes. Takagi is a guy who had been doing this sort of gimmick where he had been wrestling in the junior heavyweights, but it was obvious he wasn't a junior heavyweight. He was at least 20 pounds heavier than everybody of muscle. So it was eventually to get him up to the, to the upper echelons to get him in here. And guess what, folks? He did make the upper echelons because uh, Shingo is now the new IWGP champion. And uh, this is really interesting to me. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what this means because i mean first of all he's in a faction where naito is part of this faction uh does that cause problems here because naito has been after that belt he was recently before will osprey the champion uh so where does that go does that break up their group any and let's face it new japan's all about like groups you know people don't really survive on their own not too many of them uh and then his first challenger, he challenges Koto Abushi. So this is interesting too. Not only does Abushi come out and maybe challenge him, no, he challenges Abushi. So this to me is a kind of new and bold direction. I'm curious to see where it goes. Elio, what did you think of the match? I know you watched the Okada match. Did you enjoy it? This was a great match. In fact, I think this was a great match. A great match that they should go into the vault. I know you talked to me about that, and I agree. I think we're going to put this one into the vault this year. It's our New Japan match. Kazuchika Okada losing to Shingo Takagi for Takagi to become the new. Now, I'm going to not get used to this title because it used to be the IWGP International. Now it's the I. Is it just the New Japan World? I mean, they changed, they merged two belts to make this. I, I can't really remember the exact name of the word, but it's basically what the uh, IWGP International. To me, it's just was. A, it's a Transformer Championship. Right. Yeah, that's what we're saying. It looks ridiculous. <laughs> All right. So uh, that will make our vault for the year. Um, Rick, I'm not sure. Are you familiar at all with Shingo Takagi? Or I know there's, you know, some of the bigger I, guys. I, but... I know of him, um, honestly, but I do have to say this about Okada. Is Okada, has he reached his limit? Is he at the point in his career where he's just putting other guys over that's what i'm worried about too i looked at that and i'm he's still young enough not to be at that thing but had, maybe he's become is he maybe the version of john cena or randy orton the guy who you know could win the belt anytime yeah and you just he just goes, goes off and does his stuff and then when you need a champion for a while you throw him in there till someone else i i hope not but it's hard isn't it isn't it hard when yeah. you're wrestling constantly to constantly be the top guy? Yeah. I think this day and age when you're defending the title as much as these guys do and you're on as many shows, I think you can't – I think people will naturally get sick of you. So I'm hoping that fans don't feel like that. But there is a definite feel that Okada's 
cool not really being the champion anymore? I mean, I feel that pressure all the time because I'm, I am the top guy on the show, so that's why... I believe I you lost the five-minute shuffle this week. Did you know? I, I thought... <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Five minutes. Hey. A five-minute, yeah, I mean, five-second shuffle. Listen, man, I haven't gone five minutes in about <laughs> ten years. Do <laughs> you know what the first thought when I heard Clay winning that was? What? Gold, Jerry! That's gold! <laughs> <laughs> oh lord <laughs> <laughs> well fans we're gonna take a quick commercial break but before we do i want to re- i want you guys to understand that we are just one of many shows and i know i've got a habit today of screwing up the name of shows but i'm gonna try and get this right we are wpov global we are a weekly show dedicated to uh first of all we do a, a massive breakdown of uh the weekly aew dynamite show We talk about uh, interesting things that happen in the world of indie wrestling. And we also come up with uh, special features like the Elite Delete, where we pick a wrestler in AEW who uh, we think, should they be pushed or not? We also do have some hot topics, things that are interesting topics to talk about concerning wrestling. You can find us every Thursday. Uh, We also have WPOV Wrestling. That is the show that started all of this, featuring Tony Diaz, uh, the 50, what is he, 50 Cent Man? Uh-huh. $50 man, Clay Cummings. I'm just riding you, Clay. You deserve to be in the book. And uh, Rick <laughs> Strano third, who, well, he is gold. I'll give him that. Uh, those guys, they come out every week. Uh, they talk about, they watch all of the WWE stuff. They're covering it all, man. Not only do they yeah. cover like SmackDown, Raw, NXT, uh, they, have a, they have a British correspondent who uh, mails in the... Uh, What's the name of that one? You, you key? NXT UK report. Yeah. And uh, I think they'd probably even cover Monday Night Heat if they had enough time, if there was a, if yes. it had existed anymore, or Saturday Night, whatever the Heat <laughs> show was. But Sunday. these guys, yes, <laughs> these guys are a pretty humorous and fun look, but they break all that stuff down. I got to tell you, I listen to it every week to see their opinions. They even weigh in a bit on AEW for the week and, and see yeah. how they, and they have a special, they have their own features. Uh, tell me what the features are, Rick. Just so I don't screw them up. Um, well, we have the wrestling uh, news from around the world. We have wrestling birthdays we go over every week. We also have uh, the the hot tag news that we go over, uh, similar to the hot topic, uh, where we pick somebody and we talk about it. And then we have spotlight, where we pick a certain wrestler and we go through their career. And we have a question that we ask. And we go from legends, we go to current day, we go to future stars. So that's that's what we do on Wrestling POV Podcast. Right, and there's also a little contest at the end where you lose a lot. Oh, uh, I lost about twice out of a million times. Uh, <laughs> a million, okay. I'm glad we're not exaggerating on this week's episode. <laughs> Anyhow, you can, never. <laughs> you can find WPOV Wrestling every Saturday. Uh, yes. Then we also have WV, WV, WPOV Quarantine. That is a show hosted by me, Elio, and the Lone Wolf, Andy Anderson, where you're going to have us discuss with other wrestlers, uh, authors, historians. We get people on it. It's a Zoom-based show, meaning you can find it on uh, YouTube also. You can listen to it if you want on the regular networks, or you can check check us out. You can see uh, Elio's uh, uh, heartbreaking face. Uh, and Andy's very scary face and mine, I guess I could pass in a crowd face, but anyways, we get together. We talk about some really cool topics. We've had some great guests. We've had some big name people on there. Like we've had Bushwhacker Luke. We've had on D'Lo Brown. We've had on Savio Vega and we've, we've had on some great authors. Like we've had, um, 
we had uh, Greg Oliver. Uh, we have Dan Murphy coming up. We had filmmaker Evan Ginsberg on. Uh, we've had some really cool guests. We've had new wrestlers, women wrestlers. We've had some legends on. Cowboy Dan Crawford. Uh, guys, help me out. Do you guys remember? Uh, there's just uh, so many of them. Bruce really and Ross Hart. We have yep. the hearts on. Uh, just some really good. We've had some really good guys, and it's a great topic. So check it out. You'll find that out on Wednesdays. And sometimes when we get a chance, most times after WWE uh, pay-per-views, we do a show called Aftermath. And Aftermath was is just dedicated to talking about what happened. It can feature any of us. We get together, discuss. Is the show worth watching? Were the matches any good? So it's a fun And time. of course, we give out the Wrestling POV Podcast Championship uh, mm-hmm. and uh, for our pay-per-view points game, which is one of the best parts of watching these pay-per-views. I mean, everybody gets together, they wager their points. And the only thing is, you don't want to come in last place to get the Rick's Around the Turtle Award, which I've won several times. I was saying. But you, you, how come you're not bragging about all the other ones you've won? Usually you're I mean, like, I'm the this first is global. A, I'm the I first mean, global. This is only an hour and a half <laughs> show. I mean, I can go on. Well, you know what? I am the first ever <laughs> podcast champion. I'm the first ever two-time WrestlePLE podcast champion. I'm the first ever three-time WrestlePLE podcast champion. Can you mute him for a second? Very I'm the first ever WPLE global champion. I'm the first ever WPLE podcast there we go. Okay, so folks, you'll find all of those fine shows on a bunch of different... Well, before you find them on the networks, I'm going to ask Elio to uh, tell us where you can write in if you want to be a part of the show. Okay, so you can write in on Facebook at Wrestling POV Podcast, Instagram Wrestling POV 1, and Twitter at Wrestling POV. All right, and you know, Rick, you're so hyped up. I want you to tell yes. everyone all the different networks and places you can find. Of show. course, you can go to iTunes, YouTube, Pop, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn Radio for free every week. And you know what? Uh, because we have four shows, we yep. need something. You know, we need something to sell because it costs money to put these shows out. It and really we does. do have uh, a T-shirt line. And you know what? I know every week you guys reach out and you guys get yourselves a wrestler to promote these T-shirts. Well, yes. you know what? I yes. got a special guest on the phone all the way from London, England. And that's Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, Wade, Wade, uh, can you tell us about the show, about the t-shirts that we're selling here? Well, I'm awfully glad you asked that. So what you can do is we have five, count them, five t-shirts. Three for WPOV, two for WPOV Global. Get yours at ProWrestlingTees.com backslash wrestling POV, $19.99 each, US dollars. And if you don't get yours today, I'm afraid there's going to be some bad news. Well, thank you, Wade Barrett. You know what? We're going to go to the commercials, but you just brought something up really quick. You have a spotlight, and I heard listen to your guys this week, and I actually was so mad that I sent you an email saying yeah. how much I disagreed with your guys's uh, opinion and I want to explain why okay okay I get the fact that Rick you're probably at least 15 years younger than me and so yes. I grew up watching wrestling at a different time your question yes. had been was Ted DiBiase the uh best wrestler to best not wrestler. win the WWF title right so um I looked at it this way uh, first of all, you said the WWF title, so let's disqualify anyone who's come along that's part of WWE, okay? It's WWF, I get that. Now, you brought up some great things, and I'm going to say a lot of the wrestlers you brought up were fantastic, okay? Kurt Henning, 
Owen Hart, love these guys. However, had you been a little bit older, you and I know you don't don't are not the biggest. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say fan. It's just it's not in your wheelhouse of growing up. Oh, yeah. It's the territory yeah. days. The territory yeah. days, which I think are yeah. key. And Ted DiBiase was in fact an amazing ring general. He wasn't the most spectacular personality. He wasn't flashy. He did have flash to him. Like don't get me wrong, but the problem is. When he came to the WWE, it was the tail end of his career. By now, he's not wrestling very much, and he's strictly a character. The Million Dollar Man is now this character. And I think people didn't realize is because he came from those territories, and he came through all – I'm not saying he was like, oh, he did Stampede. No, he did a ton of territories all across the U.S. He was a champion in every single territory he went. He was a multi-time tag team champion, formed some of the most amazing tag teams. But this man could wrestle. He could make everything so convincing, so realistic, so good. And I honestly have felt through these years, he was the man. I would almost say Roddy Piper to me was only the next man who who should have been a world champion that wasn't. But I'm going to disagree with you guys. And what my vote says, and I'm sure the older wrestler, people who've been following wrestling pre-WWF, uh, uh, yeah. would tell you that Ted DiBiase was, in fact, the best wrestler never to have won the, the title. But what a great topic, man. Thank you for bringing that even up. Uh, I enjoyed Absolutely. it. So, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break here when we get back. We're going to go into AEW Dynamite this week. I believe Tony Diaz will be clicking in. He's... He's uh, popping up on the line. He's getting ready. We're going to prep him up during the commercials here. He's going to try and stay in as long as he can and help with this week's breakdown of Dynamite. Uh, Andy, we had a lot of shoes to fill, so I had to bring in four, you know, I had to bring in four feet, two guys. Come back, brother. We'll see you guys after the break. Hey, this is Matt Sigmund, one half of the Heat Seekers, and you are listening to WPOV Global. And now we're back. Let's go into this week's AEW Dynamite. Now, we have a weird programming switch. All of a sudden, we find AEW on Friday night. Uh, I believe in uh, the East, it was 10 o'clock, which is pretty late to begin with. Mm -hmm. Friday being a shitty night for wrestling, I think, anyways. Uh, They had a lot going against them going on here. And uh, you guys brought up a question. First off, I want to address this one. Um, I wondered how the setup of this show was going to go. And you guys were saying you wondered why the main event, which was pretty weak. We'll get into that. Why was that the main event? And and I'm thinking, and I don't know, let's really discuss why, but I think they use the model of the old Saturday night main event where you realize your audience is up late. You realize they're not going to stay a lot for that second hour. So you throw everything good in the first half and then tailor it out. And I think if this episode had been placed on a regular Wednesday night, it would have been reversed. I think the whole card would have been reversed. Um, Obviously, I think so. I really think the Young Bucks would have been the main event and that they would have opened with the Dustin Rhodes thing. But the thing they realize is, and I'm I'm sure the numbers showed this, by the time you get to that second hour, you're losing a ton of people because it's late. Who wants to get that late? This uh, this past Friday's uh, AEW was Mm -hmm. the lowest viewed ever. Like 460-something thousand. I'm like, yeah, and that's after SmackDown. Yeah. But, but is that the thing here? Is the regular average wrestler, or not even say wrestling fan, is the regular average person who's turning on TV watching wrestling, are you going to want to watch two hours of wrestling at 10 o'clock or, you know, at 10 o'clock at night? That, that I'll be honest. Podcast. 
<laughs> you do a podcast, exactly, yes. Tony. Like that's the only reason why I watched it because I yeah. wouldn't be watching it at ten o'clock at night. It's a bit, and I think you're absolutely right, TJ. I think uh, it is the Saturday Night Main Event effect where it's just like you jam pack the beginning of the show and at the end of the show you have the Mountie versus Hacksaw Jim Duncan. It's yeah. just like that's what you do. So I honestly I agree with you on that. But now here's the thing: is is that going to work? Do you no. think this is going to be effective? <laughs> Or is this just the whole this whole night thing just horrible? Well, just just the simple fact they drew that many people, mm-hmm. that's not going to last long. You know, no. I mean, I know they're don't, only doing it because of the NBA playoffs, but once that's done, they'll go back to Wednesdays. But the big question would be, are they going to do the same numbers, or mm-hmm. is it going to yeah. be more? What are they going to are they going to change their shit up? They're going to have to change something for this week because that was her, that's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah that's really pretty is. bad. And we did, we, me and Rick talked about it, and Clay, we talked about why was Dust. I mean, I didn't mind that match, which is funny. I didn't mind it at all. I thought it was mm-hmm. pretty good. But the fucking Young Bucks match, I fucking hate it. Yeah. I hated it because, and, and the thing of it is, I'm a fan of the Young Bucks matches. Yeah. Okay. You just notice how what I what I said. You there. said matches, I'm not a, them. <laughs> exactly. I'm a fan of their matches. So, but I was so I was so disappointed mm-hmm. uh, in this match, especially with Penta and Pac. Yes. You know, I was like, wow. I, okay, wasn't expecting it like that, but who knows? If that was the main event, I would have trashed it then too. Right, but at least it was a real. But I mean, it's not more realistic. You turn on your TV and you say, "Oh, the main event's uh, going to be the Young Bucks versus Death Triangle." Well, that makes that sounds like a main event. Yeah, on paper. And, and at least that's what you want to see. I mean, there was yeah. no build to Dustin and Camarado. Yeah, Camarado, whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> we'll get into that. We're gonna get into Camarata. that. So. Camar- got some camaraderie going around around here. <laughs> well, we, we've got some things to look at because we've got this Friday. We've got another Friday night. And then the, we're followed by a Saturday night. This is even going to be worse. Uh, <laughs> what is that? It, Rampage, right? It's going to be so yeah. bad. That's, <laughs> well, no, next, this, that's next week? No, it's... it's 26th. The 26th? The, they're doing it's an week AEW after. Dynamite is going to be on Saturday for one yeah. week. Yeah, yeah because really? of the, the NBA scheduling again. So oh, at least at God, least next dude. year... Next year, they don't have to worry about that because TBS will be carrying them and it won't be any kind of sport. So, to so is TBS doing Dynamite too? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I believe they're going to be doing Dynamite. No, that is a- until baseball season because TBS does uh, <laughs> playoff yes! baseball. Oh, God, I forgot about the Braves. <laughs> the oh whole Braves schedule. Lord. Oh, okay. Okay. We're gonna we'll get that's camaraderie right there. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's get into this week's dynamite. And guys, four hundred thousand was the number. And I gotta tell you, those four hundred thousand people, if they watch it like me, feel like they wasted their time too, because this was overall a shitty card. But we're gonna get into it right now. Let's start off with that opening match: the Young Bucks versus uh, the Death Triangle, Pack and Penta. Um, once again, this, and, and Tony alluded to this, you know, there's a lot of times you watch the Young Bucks matches and you may not like them, but the, overall they're kind of fun. You see a few things that are a little bit different and exciting, but this week, my God, the amount of sloppiness, the amount of, I don't know how many times Penta was staring off to somewhere waiting for them to, himself to get jumped to keep the story going. I, I mentioned that. <laughs> see, I wasn't wrong. No. Because there was a spot. There was a spot where uh, Pac was going for the cover, and all of a sudden, 
fucking Penta was looking at the wall. Yes, he was looking at <laughs> the wall. So Matt or or his brother or whatever yeah. can make yeah. to save the you know what I'm saying save the three count. And I'm yeah. like, why is Penta staring at the damn wall? Yes, yeah. man. Then, what I must have been staring at the wall because this is one of my favorite <laughs> matches of the night. I love this match. I oh, think it was a great match. So okay. I must have been. Staring too hard at the wall instead of the TV because I love this match. Was your TV even on, Rick? <laughs> Maybe that's what happened. Or the rest of the card was so terrible that yeah. <laughs> this drag was the like, best. You could. I, I don't know. I, mean, I like Dustin in camaraderie uh, match. That, you know, that's, that's, that's his name. Fuck it. Because I'm tired of fucking trying to say com- camaraderie. No, no, camaraderie. And I'm saying it with the New York know. accent. Elio, save me here, Elio. The Young Bucks match. What were your thoughts on this match? Because for me, I thought it was good. Tony is like, eh. TJ is like, eh. Where you at, Elio? I'm I mean, It wasn't the greatest match. About it. Uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I wasn't feeling it. Well. I wasn't feeling it. All right. That's Elio's way of saying, it. no, Rick. I'm not no. with you, Rick. All right. Okay. Here's the, here's the notes I put off of it. You guys tell me what you think, okay? Frankie Kazarian attacking in the beginning. I think this is awesome that he keeps yes. running in and attacking. I do members. like that part. Okay. So, Tony, you, you agreement with that one? Yeah. You liking it? Okay. Uh, Phoenix, okay. They tell us that Phoenix was attacked off camera to sell how dangerous the BTE trigger is, yet they don't show us and tell us they're not going to show us. How yeah. lame is that? <laughs> It is lame, but I will say this in defense of that. And mm-hmm. you know what? I'm not going to be a good attorney for AEW on this, but I will say in defense of them, uh, he did get hurt, Ray Phoenix. And yeah. I'm pretty sure that was their way of Working saying that's how he got hurt without showing it. You know okay. what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's a good kind of way to do it that way. But it's also kind of like, like you said, we wanted to see that. How did he yeah. get hurt? Come on, show it. But, yeah. I mean, his injury probably was just so bad that they didn't want to risk it. So that's mm-hmm. why they just said, no, he got hurt because of this. We're not Makes showing sense. it to you. You know? Okay. <laughs> it's a good way to cover it, but at the same time, it's also, like, lame. Lame. <laughs> um, mixed finishers on the apron. What do you guys think of that? When they uh, One of the Young Bucks attacks, I believe it was Penta while, no, it was uh, Pac while uh, Penta was attacking the other one, I think. Yeah, and they yeah, did yeah. these vicious-looking moves on the apron to each other. It seems like a, such a strange move to me in psychology of of tag teaming that you would rather go to hurt the guy than try and save your partner who's obviously going to get hurt too. I guess old school me thinks that's I kind of don't like that kind of thing. Yeah, the new school of me was all over that. I loved it. I really okay. thought it was. I, I thought it was effective because I think that's preschool you, but yes, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's just like, all right, I'm damned if I do or damned if I don't. If I don't do anything, my guys get hurt. But if I do this, at least we take out one half of them, and then I have then it's a fifty fifty chance that I got to succeed at this. So I just okay. think it was a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of situation. Okay, uh, anyone else want to weigh on that? Uh, I mean, I agree with what Rick said, but, um, you know, it, it, it just, it, it is what it, it, what it is. Okay. Uh, the next thing, the mask removal. I'm getting kind of sick of constant yeah. people grabbing the yeah. masks. It was special yeah. if it happens once every now and then, but this seems a lot of times now we've seen somebody get their mask turned or ripped yeah. off. But the Young Bucks are the ones doing it. Always. They're the one, and they keep doing it. And it's like, 
you know, I meant we I mentioned it on the show too. I'm like, I'm getting all right, come on, stop. I mean, granted, Penta had another mask underneath. Yeah. Like, oh, gotcha. I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, but even at the oh, end, great. even at the end, they try to rip the second yeah. mask. And yes. it's like yeah. it's ridiculous. But see, Penta, that's that's a Penta call because he likes doing that shit to give yeah. people that suspense of, oh my God, what's he look like? You know, so he always tells them. But we already know what he looks like. Right where because, the eye is. Yeah, what's yeah that? We, already know what he, we already know what he looks like because Phoenix ripped his mask off. And yeah, that was pretty clear when you saw what he looked like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my last note on here is, this really bothers me the most. We set up Pac, who's been looking as a very big, he's a, he's a big hitter. He's a dude who does a lot. He does his black arrow, this devastating move off the top rope onto Nick Jackson. And then Nick Jackson pretty much pops up 30 seconds later to do a roll-up win for this, or, you know, to, yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, I'm sorry, but doesn't that cheapen that move totally? If you can yeah. easily bounce up like less than a minute later and take the pin. I, I, I that bothers me about young bucks things. Cause they do this a lot. They mm-hmm. tend to always take a humongous thing. And then 30 seconds later, one of them gets used. The guy who took it takes the pin. So that mm-hmm. bothered me at the end. We had the, um, what's his name? Ah, I, I forgot to write it down. Uh, the Spanish guy teaming with, uh, Kingston. with Moxley. Kingston. Kingston. Oh, Eddie, runs Kingston. Up, yeah. Eddie Kingston runs out, breaks up the thing, furthers their story. I'm going to say this. Eddie Kingston is Spanish? Is Puerto Rican. Spanish? Yeah, it's Puerto Rican. Is he Puerto Rican? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know us. <laughs> well, I knew he was from New York, but I didn't, I didn't yeah, know yeah. he was Puerto Rican. That's what you remember. He actually was the guy who introduced an impact, uh, proud and powerful originally. LAX, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. So, um, okay, so I'm gonna say for me, this match just it was too much junk and not enough. I don't mind the young bucks doing a bunch of crazy crap so long as at the end I can kind of say it was a wrestling match. This to me was just a circus, it was guys on trampolines well, doing thing, garbage. The thing with the young bucks when they do a lot of their crazy stuff, it's always uh like they're telling a story when they're doing it. Mm-hmm. yeah so but this one here i just I, it just wasn't there for me i mean I, I i didn't feel it i like i said i'm a fan of the young bucks matches i was not a fan of this one and i was this match i was so looking forward to because of Pac and penta yeah you know because and i knew they were going to go all out i knew for a fact they would but i was right. just I was just so disappointed. I was just like, wow, okay. And this Matt's overacting in the match. In the match. The well, that's a part of his character it, thing. He's overacting. Uh, Yo, <laughs> I don't know what you guys are seeing, but I love it. I think okay, Lawyer outbreak, no, defending. Just, defending. <laughs> I, think, I think what he's doing is great. It reminds me of an old, like, if the Rockers turned heel kind of thing. You know how the Rockers will always, like, doing these crazy flips when they were on the defensive yeah, of yeah. things and whenever they got hurt. I feel like they're doing that, but now they're doing it in the heel version of it. They have like mm-hmm. the, the Ric Flair kind of swagger where they get hit and it's a, like a cardiac arrest kind of thing. I'm I like digging it. it. I'm digging really it too. Do. The characterizations I dig and the fact that Nick Jackson looks like he got out of a coma that he's been in the last year and has right? a personality, that personality now. <laughs> kind of nice. <laughs> he just looked like he was so mad and sad the whole last year. Like, mm. Yeah, he got facial hair and he's just like, I'm a man now, mama. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> too bad he couldn't get it on his head. My hair. <laughs> there it is. All right, next up we have Mark Henry's big return. He's a commentator on a second-rated show, not even full-time. No music. Special no music, no nothing. <laughs> well, They're like, fag him. 
But what is he doing though? He's doing nothing. He is the nothing. special analyst who's going yeah. to maybe be on slightly the show. Yeah. Ah. Sure. And then, okay, Vicky Guerrero coming out and doing her excuse me crap to bring out Andrade to nobody seeming to care. Wow. And that, that and hurts, again, I like no Andrade. They did in the beginning. Okay. They did in the beginning. Then after that, they're just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's but you know, what happened. The crowd was like that in the very beginning. From the beginning yeah. of the yeah. show, it just that 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 uh, main camera crowd was just mm-hmm. sitting there like they were in a live studio audience waiting to be told to cheer, like they were in the yeah. Thunderdome or something. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, where, "Where's the action? Why are you guys not cheering for this? What's yeah. going on?" And well, then Vicky Guerrero. <laughs> Kind of overtook Andrade is what mm-hmm. happened, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, because she was screaming, excuse me, excuse me, getting the fans to boo them. And then all of a sudden, she's like, oh, Andrade El Idolo. But they were already booing, so you couldn't hear her. Yeah. yeah. And then also he yeah. comes out to no music. No music. And it was ridiculous. Now, normally back in the day, no music. And you'd be all hyped and everything, but there was nothing. There was no excitement, nothing. It was just ridiculous. But I am excited to see Andrade there. I'm afraid they're going to do nothing with him, though. I'm really really scared. I'm scared. Going to mirror him out for a little while? I feel like like this is going to happen. But you know what? TJ, I'm glad that you brought that up about Miro, because remember in the beginning of the year, you guys ran a poll about who's going to have the better year, Lana or Miro? Looks like Miro won that one. <laughs> At least he still has a job. <laughs> oh man, Tony, you think you think they're gonna screw over Andrade? Do you think are you, or is oh, it gonna yeah. be a slow build? Could he no, come I, like Miro? I think they're gonna screw him over. I mean now here's an interesting fact, and I didn't even find this out until after we did our show on Saturday, is that um Andrade was in negotiations with uh TNA Ring of Honor. And I think Triple A. I'm not. I'm not quite sure. Um, when he was in negotiations with AEW, he wanted creative control. Yes. Tony Khan didn't want him to have creative control. Mm-hmm. So there was like a big, a little bit of a holdup there, where Tony Khan didn't want to give him creative control. So apparently Andrade, you know, got his way. So we're that. That's going to be interesting to see what happens to him, but I still think he's going to get the short end of the stick because uh, I'm just throwing this out there, but Penta and Phoenix, they're one of the top guys that they have there and they're always being heard. I have a feeling that they're going to throw him with the likes of Penta and Phoenix because they have that one manager dude, which I like. I like him um, to, to basically basically be their translator so them three are going to be in a trio because also another rumor special on a on uh, what's this called again global. Be global. Global. <laughs> I got it. Um, that they're also going to introduce a trio's uh belt yes yeah so that's going to be coming soon so maybe that would work and benefit for penta and phoenix mm-hmm. and andrade but i don't know i I'm nervous for him. I'm scared for him, but well, I hope he does fucking do well. What if they give them jumpsuits and they all come out riding mowers and they could call themselves <laughs> the Latino world? Oh, wait a sec. That's what I'm doing. Sorry. And then <laughs> by, psych- uh, by psychosis. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, 
also let's not forget Andrade's supposed to fight Kenny Omega for the AAA title yep. down the line. So that's something to look forward to. Maybe at yeah. that point, that's when Omega loses all his belts. And you know, he starts mm. losing the belts and they give it to uh Andrade. You know, well, is... I do know that match is only a month away, I believe. It's not that yeah. far away. And they're obviously not going to talk about it and play it down a bit because they just brought no. him into this thing. So yeah. that, let's keep an eye on that. Okay. Um, moving on, we have, okay, QT Marshall, Anthony Agogo defeating Cody Rhodes and Lee Johnson. <laughs> I know it's say. Marshall is boring. Johnson is eh. Cody is Cody. And Ogogo looks like the only guy who could, should be a star in this this thing. Yeah. Um, skinning the cat that has got to be the slow motionist skinning the cat I ever saw in my life that was like 10 minutes of them just setting that up and rolling over the ring in Mm -hmm. slow-mo it it killed me Um, QT finally gets to shine he grabs the mic and what does he say told you so Tony and that's it (laughs) there's so much wrong with what I was watching the only thing I really enjoyed in this match Anthony Agogo man I, I said it before. I loved what he did with Cody in that match. I thought it was wrong that he didn't win. I think the guy looks like a star. Tony, you've talked about, uh, you talked about before they did about his eye condition and whatnot. It blows me away that they're not marketing this guy as a hero. That, with the, that, there's yeah. a story right there. Yeah. And you're giving us this crappy, he doesn't like America stuff. Come yeah. on. You know, uh, that that frog splash he did in the middle of that match for a guy with very little training, the timing, everything was beautiful on that. Yeah. Um, I'm high on this dude. I am not liking any of the three other guys in here. And Cody, my God, you are the most boring, egotistical man in the world. Yeah. Uh, and, guys? And, yeah. You know, I wanna, Elio was the one that was down with this match that they had at the pay-per-view. And I agreed with Elio with that, where this match where – Cody should have lost. There was no reason for Cody to win. The match should have been better than what it was. It did backwards. Um, Anthony Agogo, the one thing I have to say, that slow motion punch that he threw to knock out Cody was horrible. And they got to come up with a different finisher for this guy because the KO punch doesn't work. With the Big Show, it works because the Big Show has a hand three times the size of a normal man. So it looks good. With Agogo, it just doesn't really work for me. Um, but this it, match overall it, was garbage. It also doesn't work if it looks that bad and you show it th- slow motions from three different angles back yeah. to back. Oh my god, people! Yeah, you've yeah. <laughs> never worked All on right. a wrestling show. That's a good <laughs> point. Uh, what do you think of what do you think in here, Tony? Same thing, man. You know, and, and I agree with what you said too, though. Go go, they need to do like a hero's storyline with this dude, and they just didn't. And it's like all right. And, but I mean, the thing of it is, he even said he's not going to be wrestling for long because he's going to have total blindness exactly. in that eye. So why not give again. him, if you guys are going to push him, why do it as a, a heel? That's that's not the way to do it. But of course, Cody has to have his way. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's funny how we bash Cody a lot, but he's making it hard to defend his ass. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he really is. is. He really okay. is. But no, I agree with everything that you And I have said. a question. Yeah. Why can't Anthony Gogo work with one eye? Zach Gowan works with one leg. They can. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, the big show. PCO was the ROH champion last year. He only has one eye. Yeah. There you go. Give him an eye patch. Make him Give a him pirate. <laughs> it's but, right there. I, I also thought though, Gary Zane. 
I thought he had problems with the other eye also that eventually two was oh. going to be going. That's what I, th- I thought I'd heard that too, but I may be wrong. Damn, TJ, you're killing my joke, man. <laughs> Making it too real. Uh, what yeah, do you he, think of this, Elio? He, he just broke it down to you. No, I didn't like the smash. I think uh, they, mm-hmm. told, they totally switched everything around. Like, okay, well, should have won on Sunday and the other team could have won on Dynamite, but I don't. So I don't know. I didn't. I didn't like anything about this match. Okay. Yeah. And, and can we address? I agree. Oh, sorry. I agree with that. What Elio saying? It should have been switched around because QT Marshall shouldn't be going over on anybody. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I no, just QT Marshall is so Go-Go. boring. Gogo is the one who gets the gets pretty much the win, but doesn't. Yeah. You know, and can we address the fact that Lee Johnson has one of the stupidest nicknames that they were using? You want to be known as shoddy? I mean, maybe it means big shot or something, but it means it sounds like you're shoddy. He goes by what? Uh, Big shoddy shoddy Lee Johnson. Big shoddy Lee Johnson. I was saying that the other day. I'm like, where where did they get big shoddy from? Who did they get that? QT Marshall, (laughs) the trading guys. Well, that's that's he reminds me of this this crew that Tony loves on NXT. Uh, what's hit their row? Names? Uh, hit, hit row? row guys. Yeah, hit row, hit row. Shut your ass! <laughs> I do not. Rick, we told you about keeping your ass open. <laughs> <laughs> Only on the weekends. <laughs> okay. No, um, hit row. Fuck that. <laughs> all right. Moving on. The inner circle promo. They're all bikers now. When did this happen? They're all walking around dressed as bikers. And, um, everyone gets a chance to talk here. Quick notes. Sammy really sucked here. I thought he sounded oh, like a fifteen-year-old kid talking. Yeah. About, I went off my mama's garage. It's like, wow, you do not sound tough at all. No. Uh, Santana, give us more. Please, at least yes, that guy can talk. Yeah. And Jake Hager? What the guy is he talking in Phoenician? I can't understand half the crap he's saying. When he's blah, blah, cage and Emma, blah, blah. Okay. Despicable. Sacrifice. <laughs> oh, I'm not even touching this one. I have enough hate mail. I have enough hate mail. And uh, I'm sorry, guys, but this is leading towards Chris Jericho back to being crappy promos, you know, like where you don't buy them for me. I'm just like, come on, Chris, you can do better than this. Uh, Anyone else want to throw in anything about this thing? I just want to make a Fozzie reference. Fozzie came out with a new song, Sane, and the the music video is amazing. Uh, Clay Cummings told me that it was actually filmed like five miles from his house. So the world's largest wooden roller coaster, they were on it for hours recording this music video. And it's actually pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. There's no sarcasm. It's really awesome. No, no, it's really awesome. I really okay, I, you with us? Yeah. I have that song on my Spotify playlist. <laughs> you have it already? Elliot? Yes. It's already on your Spotify playlist, Jesus. yeah? He's such a mark, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and don't forget, I, I put this note. The most biggest thing that came out of this promo is the it ain't over. Now, why do oh, I bring this yeah. up? Because nothing makes it more dramatic when the next promo right after it is it ain't over. Yeah. We're talking about the best friend in Orange Cassidy. Boy, these guys are, they need something. Uh, yeah. I can excuse sometimes they're wrestling, but their promos are garbage. They are. Oh. They're pretty bad. But do you think it's time for Orange Cassidy just to be by himself? Hmm. I, I think so. I think, I, I think 
they're trying to compensate for Orange Cassidy for some odd reason, mm-hmm. and it's just not working. You know what I'm saying? I think Orange Cassidy just needs to be by himself. Just leave him be by himself. And, he, and have he's better off that way. And have the best friends turn on him and become the worst friends. Mm-hmm. Right um, itself. You know when you see really crappy indie dudes trying to do stuff that comes off as bad comedy? Yeah. Uh, cut to uh, Trent turning around and giving the pound to uh, yeah. yes. like, come on. Chris it Atlanta. just looks like yes. garbage. Yeah. Just, and, and, and that's another thing. Chris Statlander does not need to be oh, with that. No, this is no. toxic. She needs to be away from these idiots. Like, oh quick. my god. Yeah. I had, I, she was one of my favorites too. Question for everybody. Yeah. Would you rather Orange Cassidy leave the best friends or would you rather have Jungle Boy leave Jurassic Express? Both. You only can have one. Only uh, one. If if I only have one choice, I would have to say Jungle Boy. Yeah. And I and I'll agree with that because at least he has an honest chance of upward mobility. While Orange True. Cassidy, we're not sure. Of, really. We're not sure. Yeah, Orange. But but you know, oh my God, it's just so sad because he is such a good worker. He is, that, eh? That match he had with Pac at that one pay per view, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody was talking about it. So how come yeah. we can't get that? <laughs> you know. Well, they gotta Jungle stop. Boy, no, but Jungle Boy, on the other hand, mm-hmm. he he's already he's got a title shot now. Yep. About yeah, about fucking time. But yep. you know what? If he doesn't win it, I'm telling you right now, you know, Rick, you just made the you know gave us that you know uh, which one would we pick, and and that's the reason why he needs to go solo because if he does lose to Omega, which it more than likely looks like he will, you know. I'm sorry, but I'm not a fan of Marco Stunt. I'm no. losing faith in uh, Luchasaurus. You have to, you know. Okay. <laughs> well, I did, you know, because he has the look, he has the build. Yeah. You know, I saw there, but, but I, I just saw he was just so green, and I'm just like, you know, I was pulling for him. Dinosaur. he's three million years old how can he be green (laughs) he's just shitty Tony he's just shitty (laughs) but I was defending him you know because he had the look you know he had the character was there and everything but the wrestling is not so the only thing is is that are they really just leaving them together because he lacks that and it fits well as a group you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but i i just don't I, nah jungle boy and let me tell you about something about jungle boy i respect the hell out of him because mm-hmm. of the simple fact that obviously everybody knows that his dad is matthew perry yeah never once has he has he ever mentioned his dad so he yeah. can get himself over yeah perry well, Luke, Luke Perry. Perry. Luke Perry. Matthew Perry is from Friends. From Friends, yeah. Oh God, yeah. But you, you know who I meant. Right, we meant Luke Perry, the cooler Can of the Perry. Be any more wrong? Ooh. Yes. Ooh. Okay. But, uh, but you know what I'm so I yeah. always tip my hat off to Jungle Boy because he never did, not even in his promos. No. You know, and he never used his dad to get himself over. No, and even when his dad died, he never made a yes. he Just went and mourned was... silently. Yeah, there was one cool thing he put up on his Instagram. Was he took his dad's uh, action figure? I'm not gonna yeah. say doll from yes, 90210. Yes, and thank you. He uh, had him on top of his shoulders, so it was pretty cool. It was pretty yeah. cool to see that. Yeah. Okay. So we we got to agree that the the best friends garbage. This they're garbage. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Uh, I've given up on yeah. him. I was a big Trent Beretta fan, bringing him over from New Japan, but he's gotten to the point where he's embarrassing for me to watch now. So. 
something. He's got to change something. All right, we're moving on next to, uh, this is just really quick and dumb, Omega and Callus looking through the video screens because there's a conspiracy against Kenny Omega. Do we really need conspiracies now in wrestling? I mean, come on, yeah. you got enough of that crap on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, uh, we really have enough of them. Uh, moving on next, Jungle Boy and Christian defeating Private Party with Matt Hardy. Uh, my notes say it was such a snoozer. Uh, Jungle Boy and Christian have no dynamic as a team. They no, together, no. they're separate guys going mm-hmm. in there. No dynamic. But um, do you do you think but, they did that to try to have? Uh, I guess Christian push Jungle Boy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, to elevate like, Jungle Boy. Is, yeah. Oh yeah, you know yeah. What I'm I think it is. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, did you guys notice that when Jungle Boy came out and there was like it was a really kind of a flat reception because the crowd was kind of weird. He looked so lost. He was honestly like, am I out here? Like, and he wrestled the rest <laughs> of the match. Like he, was, he, he wrestled the rest of the match. Like he was kind of like down. Yeah. I mean, he did some stuff, but there was no, that jungle boy charisma was not in this match. Yeah. Um, private party. Uh, did Matt Hardy take them to old Navy to get them new clothes? Cause we've, we've complained <laughs> well, about yeah. their stuff no, in the past. A lot of people complained about it and they posted something on their Twitter. Like, Oh, now people's going to tell us what to wear or some shit like that. It's like, well, bro, it don't look good. Yeah. Bro, it did look terrible. I, go back to what you had. Oh, I don't know though. I don't know though. Cause I was going to ask you guys, was there old stuff, which I thought was horrible. Indie garbage. At least this is an indie garbage. It looked like Kerwin White running around out there. (laughs) (laughs) So what is better? (laughs) I'm not sure. I'll I'll, I'll go with the old look, but they got to get rid of the fucking tails. Tails. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, (laughs) So I thought this match was kind of flat. Um, And is it just me or is Matt Hardy now giving off X-Pac heat all the time? Because yep. now when I see him, I'm just like, get off my TV, idiot. Yep. Right? There's yep. nothing he does that makes me enjoy him anymore. And I used to love that dude. But if you notice, too, the broken Matt is not there no more. Delete Matt is not there no more. Now he's, what, like an agent Matt now? And big money Matt. Like big, big money Matt. Matt. Oh, that's his big that's money Matt gig. Okay. So yeah. it's like, you know, bro, retire. Yeah. Some people Probably might say retire. that Matt Hardy sucks monkey balls. I'm just saying. <laughs> I've heard that. I have heard that rumor somewhere. Somebody out Alrighty. there said that. <laughs> All right. Uh, you, oh, you're going to love this one now, Tony. Team Taz promo time. <laughs> what a goofy-ass promo this is. You've got Taz, who's acting like he can only see directly at the camera. <laughs> as Brian Cage is sitting there mocking the other guys, while Hook is sitting there like, you know, Brian Cage. He's a fucking cereal. And then Ricky starts and storms off. Yeah. Um, okay, we t- complain about sometimes they don't take enough time, but AEW man, they're feast or famine. Either they don't take enough time, or they take way too much time. But there is no way any group can have somebody being this hostile to res- against everyone else, and it's gone this long. It's been a month and a half now of Brian Cage acting like everyone else sucks. Yeah, and they just pretend it, or they put up with it. I'm not. I'm not liking that. He, he needs to get rid of that FTW belt. Jesus Christ! Throw, yes. throw it in Taz's face, okay, and then be and be done with that fucking group. That was terrible. I, I'm, I'm a fan of Brian Cage. The rest of them, I can care. Well, Ricky Starks, I'm a fan of too. Yeah, the like rest, they can they can go f themselves. I 
don't care about this. I never did. I don't care for Taz's promo. He fucking he sucks. He was trying to make that belt irrelevant, uh, relevant again, and it's just like for me, it's like I look at Brian Cage and he just looks disgusted even holding it. Yeah, he should. Oh, really As well, he should. Thing, you know, but but seriously though, I mean, he he gave him that belt pretty much, and they've done nothing with it. He's nope. never defended it. Nobody ever said, I want that belt. Nobody <laughs> did that. And, and uh, you know, it's not like they're afraid of Brian Cage. They just don't give a shit about that belt. So why are you still carrying this fucking luggage, that piece of rock with you all around? Why? For well, what? Exactly. It and makes no sense. You guys, make fun, you guys make fun of Roman Reigns' teeth a lot, right? But yes. Talk about Hobbs here. Is he only yeah. in the corner looking <laughs> like he's got the big He's got the biggest overbite in the world. Yeah, Uh, Dude, you're making some money. Go to a dentist. Um, Yeah, but, you know, I would do this. I would Mm. dismantle Team Taz, put Hobbs and Brian Cage as a tag team. Ricky Starks on his own in the middleweight division. And honestly, when it comes to Taz, fuck Hook, by the way. But when it comes to Taz, put Taz on commentary for Rampage with Mark Henry. And I think you might have something there. I know that's blasphemous of me, but no, no. I think that's where he belongs. I think Taz works as a commentator if he doesn't have a dog in the fight. If he yeah. is just there looking at people, he can give you some damn good observations. But when he's got one of his dudes around or somebody who's feuding with a dude of his, he gets all slanted and bent out of shape and ridiculous. Keep him like that one. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, next on, we move to uh, Sting. Uh, I guess Darby Allen and his dad. I don't know. Uh, come, <laughs> come out and do a promo. Um, this this has got to be the stupidest thing ever. I'm sorry. You have challenged. Okay, Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page. You guys have been challenging these two. You bid beat, and instead of like complaining about cheating, instead of complaining about something, instead you say, "Darby Allen, we'll beat you if you get another partner. We can't beat a 62 year old man, so you better get another <laughs> partner. And we'll show you how tough we What's are." The if he has Sting or if he has another partner. Well, that's just it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, how no. weak does that make you look? <laughs> let, me, let me ask you guys a question and then and then I got to run off and uh, have to take care of something. Yeah. Now, do you guys think that Sting really wants to be there? Because <laughs> there's times <laughs> where it does not look like he wants to be there. <laughs> he just I don't think he knows what that. to do, honestly. Yeah. You know what? I don't even think he knows he's there. <laughs> uh i i agree with rick is i think we're the fact he wants to be this? there but i think he's standing around going what the fuck is going on yeah. around this place like this yeah. is nuts <laughs> this isn't wrestling sometimes but, it's- but what upsets me the most i'm not i don't know how much truth this is but just the simple fact that they brought him in mm-hmm. to elevate darby allen darby allen Really? Did they really? Tony's favorite. The, 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 yeah. oh. no, Orange Cassidy is Tony's favorite. <laughs> I do like Orange Cassidy better than Darby Allen. No, I meant Tony Khan. Sorry. Tony <laughs> Khan's favorite is Orange Cassidy. Yeah. And he even dressed like him. In yeah. Oh, my God. It's fucking company, man. Jesus Christ. Do something. But Have you seen, no, what do you think of their new t-shirt? What do you think of the t-shirt? The half I do like the t-shirt. t-shirt. I do like cool. the t-shirt. That's, that's not bad. That is. Yeah, not that's bad. cool. But, and I'm uh, sure snowblowers yeah. are selling like crazy in Florida now. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> um, that I oh, I 
like Scorpio Sky, and there is just no way they're making this guy look like anything. Just every week they do something to make him look like garbage. Guys, I Ethan Page, I don't know enough about him. He's kind of a boring-looking dude. Um, I'm kind of hoping they would do better with this guy, but this is not the way to go. There's no way in the world you look tough by being a tag team who said, well, you beat us, but if you had a different part. Yeah, yeah he is no. boring. He He's boring. Yeah, like I don't see any personality there with Ethan Page. I mean, yeah. especially with the, the, the slogan all ego, you need a personality. Yeah. You need to you need to have people saying, Wow, that guy's an egotistical jerk, but you don't get that from him. You just get he's a jerk, you know. Yeah. You come on, man. No, so, but I feel you on that. Yeah. I, I am not digging that. Uh next we have Britt Baker's celebration for her wins. She comes out and does this bit where she tells everyone to look under her chair. Uh, well, didn't Chris Jericho do this earlier in the show? I mean, yep. there was no anybody <laughs> yeah, could have snuck under there. He got double or nothing t-shirts. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I mean, that fell so flat because we just saw less than an hour later, everyone already looked on their seats. We're pretty sure nobody could snuck around with coupons. Um, I don't get the cheeseburger thing. If there if fans out there know why this was a cheeseburger thing. Why they made such a big fuss out of it? Please, maybe I missed something. Is this dark? Apparently, apparently it was a, a thing from McDonald's, from Big Macs, and that's about it. So, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was really nothing. Know. Okay. Um, one thing I want to find very strange here. They've been pushing Britt Baker as, oh, she's succeeded and blah, blah, blah. And even Tony... Um, which there's so many Tonys in the show. Uh, yeah. the, the announcer, Tony Schiavone, who now all of a sudden he goes and hugs her and, and, he and celebrates her. her. Yeah, but are we forgetting the fact that they cheated badly over Sheeta to get this win? That wasn't a clean oh, win whatsoever. Sheeta got, who carried this belt for a year during a lot of uh, this pandemic and junk. Yeah. All of a sudden they just dump on her and, oh no, it's the Britt Baker show. And I think that's a little ridiculous. Um, and now this is the part that I'm really hating. Oh, wow. Nyla Rose again. Can we yeah. not get rid of this boring-ass wrestler who doesn't really contribute to the show at all? Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is from Tony Diaz himself. He thinks that Nyla Rose is sexy. And uh, Tony, if you don't, if you disagree with that, say something right now. <laughs> Didn't he just leave exactly. the show a few minutes ago? Yeah. No, no, no. so mean! <laughs> you are so mean! <laughs> Thank, thank God I didn't leave or you'd be talking about my flaming hemorrhoids or something that you <laughs> buried everyone else on your show with. Jeez, guy. All right, all right. Uh, moving on next then. Well, yeah, it, but, sorry? But, but just to get back on that, like, yeah. now the roles, how does she get back in the title picture? Like, and we have a thing on our show. We're talking about the rankings, AEW's mm-hmm. rankings. She's not next in line. It's supposed to be Thunder Rosa, mm-hmm. according to my rankings. So I don't understand how... She gets a title, or she's looking to get a title shot. I don't, I don't like it. And yeah. if if Nyla Rose is with Vicky Guerrero, why are you putting Andrade with Vicky Guerrero? Yeah. Keep them apart. Keep yes. them far away from each other. I can agree with that one. The only yeah. defense, like I heard you talking about this on your show, the only defense I can think of is never in the history of wrestling does any wrestler, except maybe in New Japan, go from winning the belt and then immediately defending it against the top tier thing. Usually the champion is given one or two challengers to that aren't really challengers, you know. Yeah, to, but Nyla Rose is like supposed to be this monster. Yeah. So it's just like yeah. and unless they try to turn her baby face, which I don't like. 
Oh no! That, I don't that, know if that would that's ever. That's what I was. That's what I was wondering when uh, she came out and attacked uh, everyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a very big. I'm like, they're not turning a face, did. are they? Because that wouldn't yeah. work. Okay, let's move on to this next part. And 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 Rick, I I got a question about this that you uh, will maybe see my point. Um, yeah. Eddie Kingston comes out. He's talking outcome of the death triangle. They're getting all mad, saying, you know, don't get involved in our business, which made sense because. There was a time, and I mean, Kingston references where he calls Penta my former best friend. Yeah. Um, but then he pulls out the whole, uh, the clichéic, uh, what did he say? The, the enemy, the of, enemy my... of my enemy is my friend. friend. Okay. Uh, that yeah. to me came off as the same as I've seen this in the last two years in um, indie wrestling, where there's one guy who comes out, and, and this was from a movie, quoted a line, and I've seen it tons of wrestlers say this where they come out and do the oh just remember the devil's gayest trick was convincing everyone he was didn't exist and it, it comes off as such a goofy ass movie line indie crap that's what yeah. this unfortunately eddie usually does well this came off as just like reading bad copyright i didn't yeah. like it i thought it was terrible this whole segment in itself just felt like oh just they just told Eddie, yeah, Eddie, just go out there and just say this. And Eddie was just like, all right, I'll go out there. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. All right. It just didn't feel natural. Yeah. yeah you're absolutely right with that. Yeah. Yeah, because Eddie usually comes across, that's his best thing. He comes off so natural. This came off, everybody in this just looked like they were told last minute, this is what you need to do. And they went, oh, okay, let's do this. You know? Yeah. Didn't like it. Uh, next, we move on to Red Velvet uh, versus Bunny. Oh my God! This was a sloppy, oh, terrible match. That um, dive, and I love, I Me, love yeah. Red Velvet. We'll get to that dive, but let's start yeah. off with the yeah. first thing: <laughs> that opening move where Red Velvet is supposed to do a, a drop toe hold, but misses it by a mile. But she still yep. falls down as if she did it, and Bunny still falls down like she got hit. <laughs> okay, that's a little bit too much uh, relying on your practice. Look terrible. Yeah. Uh, then she does a dive, which was right up there with Lita coming down on her. Yeah. Neck. Holy yeah. crap. Not cool. Um, the biggest thing, though, I found out of this, besides how sloppy everyone was, is the bunny spending the entire time, every time looking for the camera <laughs> so she can show off her tongue ring. <laughs> I mean, come on. It, it, it was, may have been cool once, but it, was, it got to the bordering of the point of ridiculous because that's all she did. Every time, look for the camera, stick her tongue out. It went from maybe being slightly sexy to being very gross and unhygienic. I, I just but you I know, had enough. To be yeah. fair, it's uh -huh. really difficult. I, I find it that it's difficult for women wrestlers to find something to that they out. can do that is not cliche, where it's not like shaking their hips or putting their chest together or waving their hands in the air and stuff like that. You know, it's just like you got to find something. It's difficult for a woman, in, in especially in pro wrestling, to do something that's not labeled as sexy or like crazy. It's it's tough. So I listen. If that's what she wants to go for, it may be cringy, but listen, it's something different. You know, Rick, it's <laughs> up there with me and what's her name, uh, Jade Cargill, doing the whole. Oh, yeah, yeah. the muscle, muscle up. Yeah, oh, oh. yeah. I, I don't know. Do, well, you, uh, do they need that? Mixing mix the bowl. Oh, that's oh, so that's stupid. That. <laughs> that's so stupid. But you see uh, what I mean? Yeah, women to come up with something. You know, yeah, but you not have, every guy wrestler does stuff. Yeah, but <laughs> they try. 
Like Oni Larkin and uh, Danny Burch, they got the one and the two finger they'll put up. You don't ever see a woman wrestler do that. I mean, who did that? Uh, Trish Stratus would point her finger straight up. That was different. But it's just like, it's tough to come up with something on your own. Okay. I'm just going to say that one is just more cringy than I can take. It's right up there with the bicep. For me, it's right up there with the bicep. Yeah. Okay. um, But guys... Did you, am I am I seeing this? Am I being overly critical here? Because in my mind, this was a very sloppy, poorly executed match. Did you guys oh, see yeah. anything different? No, this it, was, it was bad. This, this wasn't good. This is a match that belongs on Dark or uh, the other show, uh, Evolution. Elevation. Elevation. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. Okay. Uh, moving on, we have the Dark Order are in the back. They're all celebrating that John Silver's birthday, and because it's his birthday, Tony Khan's going to give him a title shot. The problems I have with this is so a birthday gives you a title shot and yep. you're going to give a title shot to a man who's been injured for more than a month now and still yep. does not have so but then oh it even gets better he takes that title shot and gives it to his friend where is the logic in this there is absolutely no reason that evil uno should first of all he's got no rankings uh he hasn't done dick all on his own but he's going to get a title shot so I mean if you want to fit, if you want to feed Miro somebody to beat up, just feed him. You don't need to make it this fake ass uh, title defense for a guy who doesn't deserve it. If anyone in Dark Order deserves a title shot, I would go with um, Evil Uno's partner, Stu Grayson. At least that yeah. guy looks like he can wrestle and wrestles. Evil Uno, uh, guys, what are you thinking of this? I disagree. You disagree? Like I, okay. like I, I think Evil Uno is and should be the leader of the Dark Order. I think he no. should be the main guy for the Dark Order. I think he, listen, TJ, remember how he was in the beginning of this He's whole thing? He's still the same, Rick. He's he was, still the same. He was way bigger in weight. He lost a lot of weight. He looks yeah. better in the ring. He, his mic skills are better when he gets the chance to talk, actually, because they don't, they've took, taken that away from him. Um, I think he is an all-around package. That's why I said earlier in the show that he was elite, because he is the man. He is the man. I think... I don't agree. I like I him, said, I, I like I said him to, better than Johnny Hungy. Well, you know what? At least people can get behind him for fun. I mean, just like when I said in the opening segment about Delete, when I said I picked him as a Delete was for the simple fact is, yeah, he lost weight, but he lost whatever charisma he had. He may be thinner, but he still looks like a goofy guy in crappy indie clothes who doesn't even get a chance to show off stuff. When he wrestles, he wrestles with his partner who looks like 10 times the wrestler he is with 10 times the physique. So I, I, I just can't get into this guy at all. I feel that he's regressed. Sure, he looks physically better, but everything else about him went downhill. I used to think he was a guy with a lot of charisma who had an unfortunate body. Now I think he's a guy with a passable body with no charisma. So I'm not sure if he really won anything out here. Um, But should he be able to get a title shot like transferred like that? You guys don't find that slightly insulting? I always thought thought the... I always thought the idea of getting a birthday gift was getting a birth, having a gift given to you. So I've never heard of anyone giving a birthday gift away, like a title <laughs> shot. Yeah. I, I mean, I, if you, you get a title shot, why are you giving it away? And why would you give a title shot to a guy who isn't even in the top of your card? The promoter decides you're not even in the top 10, but I'm going to give you a title shot because it's your birthday. 
That, that's yeah. just ridiculous. I mean, I look at it. I look at it as this: if we allow the free birds to pass the titles along, then I'm I'm fine with people passing title opportunities along. Uh, at least the free birds had one person in that thing that won that belt because yes, that's be, true. So yeah. Okay. Next we go. Uh, this is about the only big highlight for me of the night: Miro cutting a solid promo. I think he's yeah. finally he's finally becoming what we wanted. And this was the only real thing that I enjoyed the most out of the show. Yeah. So. And I, I have to say, I'm not a religious man myself, but mm-hmm. I really like the religious aspect that he's throwing in there. I, well, really I like I like it because it's not supposed to be religious. He's being mocking. He's like, yeah, yeah. thank God for letting giving me the ability to choke someone out. I mean, God would never give me the ability to <laughs> no, choke yeah, someone out. Not. That's the ultimate heel thing. Thank you for letting me beat up those orphans. Like exactly. <laughs> so no, it, I love it. And it works, yeah. yeah. And then for him to say, and for giving me a hot wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, maybe planting seeds of a possible Lana thing. Do you think they should match him up? Because I was thinking about that all week and I'm like. I think no right now because he's finally developing something that's working. I don't want to change this formula till we get him to a place where he's solid. Yeah. Lana, I um, think, might be distracting at this moment. I think maybe a couple months down the line, you work her in there. But what do you guys think? Bring back the Lana with the bun and the suit, and, and the you Russian. got it. Yes. It, she doesn't have to be Russian because you know how wrestling fans are. They'll be like, she got an accent again. Take her out. But if she just comes back as that, and she talks regular, she's gold. And she can definitely sell very well with that. Um, but do not bring the TikTok Lana over here. Do not oh, bring yes. Instagram Lana over here. Bring the Lana with the, the accent or not. Bring the crush back. Bring it all. Like, that's what they need. And okay. Rusev, and have Rusev talk more than he used to. Because he mm-hmm. can talk. And yeah. he can deliver, as he showed in this promo. I want to see him in track suits. He's got to be wearing an, an yes. Adidas track suit. He's got yes. to, uh, I don't miss, do you remember this? I'm the last thing I'm going to say, because do you guys remember when he was in NXT and he used to like wrestle with no shoes, which always grossed yep. me out. I couldn't take that. Yo. And he'd come out with a stupid board with his opponent's name on it and then break the board. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, yeah. I Thank that. God they dropped that garbage. I don't think that would work at anybody's. I honestly, I want to see him with a lion's head on his head. <laughs> like, I want to see him coming out <laughs> with that. Like, he's just for right. So we can put it in the book. In the jungle. <laughs> That's. I think, I, I think Pete is going to want to put Rick in the book when they hear this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. I'm just going to say all right. Uh, and now we now we move to the main event of the evening. Like I said, I don't believe that anyone really felt this was the main event. I really believe that they realized they were going to lose more and more viewers as the night went on, as it got later. So give them a match that seems like it could be a main event, but there's no way in hell that Dustin Rhodes or Nick Camarado should be in a main event unless they're fighting the world champion for some bizarre reason. Uh, And then they make it a bull rope match. What annoys me to the fact is like, and I was saying this to Elio, could you imagine if me and Rick we're in AEW. We're two wrestlers who have never crossed paths. Then all of a sudden, we're going to fight next week. But you know what? We have no connection. We have no heat. We have no problems. But Rick, I want your ass in a goddamn cage match. The first yeah. time we meet, I'm taking you up. What? It yeah. doesn't make sense. So why these guys are in a bull rope match when neither of them have really... Okay, they're in competing 
nightmare family. It's just dumb. It's just I can dumb. say, I think it was like a little over a month ago mm-hmm. where Dustin came running out when there was like a little scuffle and mm-hmm. he came out with the bull rope, I think. I think so- that was... That I think that's what they're using. Is that when the, yeah. the factory attacked Cody? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. weak. That's some weak sauce, guys. That's some weak connection. That doesn't. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that it goes together. I'm saying I think that's when Tony Khan was like, remember a month and a half ago, you and camaraderie came together. Camaraderie. We're going with that, are we? <laughs> okay, okay. You hit camaraderie with that bull rope, and that's where that's where we're gonna put you guys in the main event. Could you imagine, like, you, you you coming up to camaraderie and Dustin and being like, listen, guys, you guys are going to be in the main event of AEW Dynamite. Oh, shit. You're going to be in a bull rope match. Oh, oh shit, what? yeah. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Friday night at midnight. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, that's why. Now, is, it the, is it just me or was this a, a short match? Yeah, yeah. It felt like forever, though. It was a short match that felt like forever. Okay, oh, so I was sitting there. I'm like, wait, uh, it just started, and that was already done. Yeah, really, because for me, it just started and it seemed to run forever. But I realized it wasn't that much time <laughs> later. Just, I've known. Sorry, Dustin Rhodes, great wrestler in his time. He's he's done his Got time. Hanging up. Yeah. And Camarado, he has not even come close to the table yet. There's no way that this dude should be in a main event of anything. He shouldn't no. be at the main event of your indie thing down the street. Like, I'm sorry. This guy needs a lot of work. Uh, yeah. So overall, you know what? Um, we have here, I think, uh, one of the poorest, not the poorest. We did have a really poor one uh, a couple of months ago. Yeah. But I, if I had to rate this uh, show this week, I'm giving it a D. This is the first wow. time I've handed out a D. This is... For me, this just there wasn't Miro and Agogo who were barely in the rings, barely on the show, were the only interesting things in this whole show. Everyone else was either flat, either wrestling shitty, or didn't really deserve to be on the screen. So I'm gonna go with a D today. Uh, Rick, how you want to rate it this week? You know, I'm gonna make it difficult for Elio to pick because I'm gonna go with a B minus. Okay. Honestly, I, I don't think it was a terrible show. So it was actually my second favorite show of the week. Uh, oh, wow. That's not saying much for Monday Night Raw or SmackDown, but yeah. I think it was, and it was close second to NXT in my opinion. I really thought this was a okay show. I think they dropped the ball on Mark Henry and Andrade for sure with yes. no music and just terrible. But honestly, I really liked the Young Bucks match with Pac and Penta. I enjoyed QT and Ogogo. I mean, the outcome I didn't, yes. I didn't like. But it wasn't that bad. And listen, what I'll say what I say about camaraderie and all that stuff yeah. and Dustin Rhodes. But at the end of the day, it was a bull rope match. It wasn't anything crazy. But eh, it was all right. It was it was probably the worst matchup. I mean, well, no, the worst match was Velvet, uh, Red Velvet. But this was the second worst match. Christian and Jungle Boy, I didn't hate. I thought that was an average match on its own. So, yeah, I think a B-minus is uh, worthy of this. Uh, and then let's not forget, the time slot, two kills him. Yeah. So I'm going to go with B-minus. I'm going to be a nice guy this week. All right. Fair enough. Elio, where are you going to go with this? Holy crap, we're right in the middle. Let that balance us right out. Elio. Excellent, excellent. Okay. Uh, 
Awesome. <laughs> All right, folks. So I guess averaging, it was a C then is the best way to put it. It was, you know, running around 50%. It wasn't great. It wasn't horrible. Middle of the road. Uh, I hope it gets better because this is tough. This is tough being up late watching these shows when they're not that spectacular. So uh, I don't know. We're not, you know what? We, we, we've had a great night talking about wrestling here. Rick, I want to really thank you for, for jump, jumping in with us. Andy, however, could not be on tonight. Uh, and he already could be in last week, but hopefully he'll be back soon. Uh, he sometimes is, we, we have him on um, hiatus right now because he, yes. he has to rest up. He's an old man. His rope kicking skills have, have depleted him and uh, he'll come back. He'll come back. Elio, thanks again. Uh, we want to thank uh, Tony, uh, Tony Diaz, who popped on for a little while during the AEW part and talked a bit about AEW. Uh, he had to get going, but thank you for the input there. Folks, tune in again soon. Well, check out Quarantine. It's coming up. We also have next week another edition of WPOV Global. Have a great night, folks.